I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. It ain't nothing but a small frame house on an acre lot. It ain't that much different from any other house on the block. And it may not seem like we've got all our share of the promise But at least one thing's for sure I got it honest Yeah, I roll out the sack every morning Head on down to the mill Give them all I got great Cause that's the deal
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my better beloved better half. V-Lynn. Good evening, Patriots. So, folks, uh, we were going to do a news podcast tonight. However, um, things kind of got jacked up. Of course, uh, I got my little one who keeps interrupting us. (laughs) Um, But either way, um, we were going to do a a news podcast tonight, but uh, that is going to get pushed off by about uh, 48 hours, I guess, because... No, we're doing it tomorrow night. Okay. Well, that'll be fun, especially after a night's meeting. That'll be just lots of fun. A blast. A blast. Anyway, tonight instead, we do have a very special guest with us. Uh, He is running for the Maricopa County... Board of Supervisors, supervisors, uh, which I'm going to guess he is going to be going after, I'm hoping, the uh, whole election audit uh, bit, which would be outstanding. But um, Robert Canterbury is with us tonight, uh, or Rob Canterbury, uh, I guess he goes by Rob. Um, He's not a a flake, so I'm pretty sure he's good on this one. Uh, So, sir, welcome, and please introduce yourself to everyone. Thank you. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. It's always good to do these, these, get my name out there. So I really appreciate it. So yeah, I'm Rob Canterbury. Um, February 1997, I joined the Navy and I spent 20 years there, retired in March 2017. You know, I did the Iraq thing, Iraq war in 2007, 2008, spent some time in Special Forces, about 11 years supporting Special Boat teams and Navy SEALs. Um, Retired, moved over to Washington, D.C. from San Diego, started private security, where I made my way all the way up to the security supervisor at President Trump's campaign from August 2019 to July 2020. And in between there, I had a, the great pleasure of you know, being a head of security for several foreign, foreign embassies there in Washington, D.C. was on private security details for politicians on both sides and as, as well as foreign ambassadors. So now I'm down here in Phoenix, Arizona, which is my wife's hometown. I'm from, I'm originally from West Virginia. So the reason I'm running for, for the position of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is because on November 3rd, 2020, I went to bed about 11 o'clock that night, eight o'clock, you know, Arizona time. And I saw a check mark by the name of Joe Biden's name, even on Fox News. Um, so, and then I began to wonder why, because Maricopa County itself has not elected a Democratic president since 1948, and that was President Truman. And Arizona itself has not elected a Democrat president only twice since 48, Truman and Clinton. So, you know, as the months go on, you kind of you kind of find out why and how that happened. And that happened because of the Dominion voting machines and the board of supervisors, the position I'm running for, you know, verified and certified the election on election night. And then they sent that up to, to Governor Ducey, which hasn't done anything about, you know, 60,000 fraudulent votes, which Joe Biden only won Arizona by 11,000 votes. So I would like President Trump's chances within those other 49,000, you know, the difference. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm running, you know, the board of supervisors, there's four Republicans, one Democrat, and they all decided to verify and certify the the election, along with the uh, county recorder, who's a Democrat, 
And between those offices, they took in nearly $3 million of Mark Zuckerberg's money to turn the county. So there's a lot of reasons I'm running and, and the election fraud to get into the bottom of it and make sure it never happens is, is the number one reason I'm running. Yeah, you know, uh, we say, well, a, a lot of us say that uh, Democrats and Republicans are just two wings of the same bird. Um, we, we don't need either in office anymore. We need patriots in office. We need regular everyday people that are just fed up with the system and, and just want to st stand up and, and make it right. So I, I applaud you for doing that. Um, so I, I, and off of politics sort of for a second, um, what she said about being uh, private security for, you know, people on both sides and, and foreign emissaries and, and whatnot. Um, I bet you heard a lot of really interesting things, right? Because they, they tend to overlook you. They're so used to security guards being behind them all the time. You know, kind of like uh, servants back in the old day. You know, they, they knew all the gossip. They knew all the, the juicy stories because they were generally overlooked. But um, they, they heard everything. So uh, any, uh, any interesting fun stories you can share from your time in, in security? Well, apparently she doesn't know the deal behind this so i'm going to go ahead and stop you ahead of time Man. professionals don't talk about oh, that stuff There's, so much unless fun. it's illegal they don't really talk about that's it. that's too bad that would be so much fun i just love a little bit of good gossip i will say this uh i did you know security for a certain politician from california who's a bigger douchebag in person than he is on tv so <laughs> well, that, that, that narrows really, it down. Doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> no, it does. It does. It completely does. They're, they're all douchebags in California. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> well, you know that. No, not everyone. We have a lot of listeners in California. I, I meant stop. the politicians. Either way, uh, that's interesting. You were a swick boat operator. That uh, I always love to hear those guys because they get to work alongside the sleep, eat, and lift and sun folks all the time. And uh, I know how that's what that's like because I've worked alongside them as well. Um, but you're uh you're running as what are you running as a republican or conservative what is your party what is your party affiliation in america 100 conservative uh like you said democrats and republicans you know they're old news you know there's i guess you can say there's good and bad on both sides but less than there are goods so and you're right you know i think a lot of america wants the guy average woman to get in politics you know they're tired of people already established and rich you know for public office you know my my opponent clint hickman is one of the largest egg producing companies in america never had to worry about what the cost of gasoline is or what the cost of his medication is going to be and people are tired of those people going either you know to your state Capitol or state, you know, state house or even in Washington D.C., trying to tell us, the average American, you know, how to live our lives. And I think that both Republicans and Democrats, you know, again, there's bad on each side, and it's just time for a new wave to come in. So in Maricopa well, County, hold, hold on one second. So Tony Hickman, that's that's the guy. He got a big insurance payout, didn't he, when his barns full of ballots burned down, and then another one when he slaughtered all his chickens at the behest of the government. Right. Of course, he doesn't have to worry about money. And I will tell you, I'll tell you the sheriff who investigated the fire 
at his ranch is a sheriff who was bought and paid for by George Soros. So, oh, of course he is. Of well, course he now is. you're now you're trying to cue into my <laughs> wheelhouse. Uh, with that though, you said that uh, obviously, well, one of your guys, uh, Clint Hickman, is the the person you're running against, um, and he is a registered Republican. Yes, sir. Is it Bill? Yeah, I think so. Clint. Clint. Okay, it is Clint. Clint. Okay. Clint. I thought it was Clint. I have to listen to her every day. Either way, <laughs> um, that's interesting because obviously everybody knows his name. So we're right now because one of the things that I am still a little, I guess I'm still fuzzy on. Um, we watched everything that took place uh, with Maricopa with obviously a very keen eye because we were very much behind the audit, we were very much hoping that the audit, especially here in Georgia, because in Georgia, I'm sorry, we want that audit to produce something. Um, that audit so far has fallen flat on its face, um, really hasn't done and has helped in some areas and aspects. Um, however, in most of it, though, really hasn't helped us here in Georgia or even in your home state of West Virginia, because I understand they're even now really bolstering up the movement for a recount and an audit of what took place in West Virginia. So my question is, is where does Maricopa County stand right now? Because I didn't really hear any criminal charges come out of that, nor did I hear any civil liability charges or anything come out of that. And I haven't heard where Maricopa County is going. So what is your opponent, Clint, talking about now? Because, I mean, where does he stand? Because he can't say that that audit was a success. He can't even fall on that. Yes, sir. Um, even back, you know, a couple of weeks after the election, you know, Clint Hickman was going to newspaper outlets and news outlets saying, you know, there's no voter fraud. You know, everybody needs to, like, cool the rhetoric down on that nonsense, you know, blah, blah, blah. He even did it into the, to the summer. And, you know, the, the results of the audit here in Arizona was published in, or made public in September. And he has yet to come out and make any, any type of comment on it. And I will tell you that there will not be any prosecutions um, right now. Um, the, the current attorney general is, is a douche, to be honest with you. He, he's weak. And the only reason that, he's, that he brought up, you know, charges and, and all this other stuff is so he can save face because he's actually running for U.S. Senate next year. So he knew that he had to do something or say something to save face and make him look good for his next campaign. The only he's, Is he running on his ability to play with nunchucks? <laughs> yes. Um, we have a political forum down here where a lot of you know politicians post and stuff like that, and he's posting like two individuals in Nevada getting arrested for election fraud or a couple of people here in Arizona getting arrested for election fraud. He thinks that's going to save him. But the real election fraud, you know, happened with the powers to be, right? The Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County, they oversee every election that goes through this county, whether it be local or federal level elections. So it is their sole responsibility to make sure we have clean, fair, and honest elections here in the county, and they failed miserably to do so. So basically what you're saying is the whole the whole thing's stagnated. It's completely stagnant. There's not much. Um, us in Georgia, we're probably not going to 
hold on to any hope that anything comes out of Maricopa County um, from this point, at least from this point forward. When is your primary date? Uh, mine or my election is not until 2024. The primary here is, I believe, first week in August for, you know, state and federal uh, level politicians or candidates. Okay, so you don't actually start really running until 2024. So your name's in the hat, though, already. You've already filled out all the paperwork, started the campaign and everything else. How many, uh, Maricopa County, from uh, my memory, if it serves me right, from my short stints here and there in Arizona, is gigantic. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest counties in Arizona, uh, if not the biggest county in Arizona. And uh, what, Pima County is the next one closest to that. So you guys have, uh, you have a a broad swath of land that you cover. Um, I'm guaranteeing that a lot of those people there, um, I guarantee you have a lot of Latin descent folks there. And I know a lot of them went real strong into the paint for Trump. And uh, I guess that's where a lot of the questions come from as to, Arizona falling blue. However, how much of the current border crisis has fa- has affected the state of Arizona? I mean, I can't believe that, you know, everybody focuses on Texas, but I can't believe that Arizona has gotten away scot-free on this one. Because I remember when I was out there, there was a lot of stuff going down, especially on the southern border, right around Sierra Vista, sorry, Vista, as we called it, and uh, down in that neck of the woods. Yes, sir. A lot of people don't know that Maricopa County, Arizona, is the fourth largest county in the nation as far as population. So whatever politicians statewide here in Arizona wins Maricopa County, they win the state. If it happens to be the president uh, election, they win 11 electoral votes. So it's very important on a, on a national scale. Uh, as far as the, the order issues going, it's huge. You know. There's not a lot of people going to New Mexico, let's, let's face it. So it's Texas, California, and Arizona. And here, there's cheap labor, to be honest with you. Uh, Clint Hickman uses it on his farms. There's been reports of, you know, the, the companies who, who fight, you know, cheap labor and unsafe work uh, environments. They fought, they keep fighting him all the time about it. Um, and to bring up, Latinas and Hispanics. My wife is actually Hispanic. Her family, her parents came here from El Salvador in the late 70s, 70s to escape their civil war. You know, they did it the right way, came in here as refugees, became uh, United States citizens as soon as they can. They've owned their own business. You know, they sent six daughters to, to college. Every one of them has a college degree. One's a doctor. My wife, who's the second oldest, she's a naval officer, United States Naval officer. Um, so we want, you know, we want legal immigration here. You know, they they serve a great purpose. Um, we we see the legal the legal immigrants here. We see them as Americans. You know, they they did their time. They did what they had to do to become citizens. You know, what's what we want. And I can tell you that it, that the illegal immigrants is putting an effect on everybody because now it's cheap labor. They're taking away those jobs from the from the legal immigrants, from the, those citizens taking those jobs away so they can pay the illegals, you know, seven, eight dollars an hour to send that money back down to, to whatever country they're from. 
Now, with that, have you guys seen the plane loads of people that Biden's been shipping out from the Texas border? Have they been landing in Phoenix? Have they been landing in in and around Arizona anywhere? We have not had uh, heard anything about that, and I'm not constantly following all the news outlets, uh, following you know certain people on Twitter, you know that will you know that will have that information firsthand, you know basically as soon as it happens. But I have not seen that or heard about that here in Arizona yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be start, starting to happen. That's interesting. Yeah, I think they're mostly going to New York and the Midwest at this point. So Yeah, well, I was thinking so, New York, Florida, Midwest, those areas where they need to bolster Democratic support. De- DeSantis <clears throat> is taking anyone that comes into Florida and shipping them to Delaware. That's awesome. Or Maryland. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. So awesome. in... In California, or well, in Arizona, Arizona right now, uh, well, even in California too, I know that they've been pushing um, most of these folks, especially the illegal immigrants, uh, they they get, you know, basically registered with the Democratic Party. Um, and are you worried at all about your chances due to that? I mean, are you worried to uh, about illegals voting? And where do you stand on illegals voting? Um because there's, I know this. This stretches across the aisle. This is both sides, both red and blue. It goes both Democrat and Republican. There are some Republicans that want illegals to vote, and there's some Democrats that, well, most of the Democrats are pushing for illegals to vote. Well, I think the open border policy right now is the preemptive strike against the red wave that's coming. Well, I agree, but what in the for the for most of us, and we don't live in Arizona, and there's a lot of people. I I know we've got a pretty large base actually in Arizona, but. Are a lot of people in Arizona about that? Are they about letting illegals vote or are they about doing it the legal way? Hey, look, nope, you got to wait till you're an American citizen. Um, are you guys going to push voter ID? Are you going to push voter ID as someone who's going to be in the, you know, the place where you can say, hey, we need to have IDs to vote? You know, is that something that you're going to push? Oh, absolutely. That's 100 percent. I'm, I'm pushing for a voter ID. Um, if we have to have an ID to buy you know, a pack of cigarettes or a case of beer at the grocery store, you know, we should definitely have to have a, a voter ID in order to vote. You know, voting is, as, as an American, voting is the number one most important thing that we can do as Americans. And yes, absolutely, we should have a voter's ID for that. Now, as far as the masses in Arizona, I, I truly believe that they are on board with that. Um, no, going back to Mark Zuckerberg, you know, we all know he donated, you know, over $400 million to the 2020 elections and to, to a, you know, he had a funnel to, to a certain organization, the organization, you know, funneled it out. And there's supposed to be bipartisan, but all the money that he sent to uh, counties, you know, Democrats got, you know, $7 per capita, right, for every man, woman, and child. The Republicans would get like a dollar and change. So of course, you know, Zuckerberg is, is pushing, you know, obviously for Democrats. And you know, that's probably why he had to change the name of his company, right? You know, we, we saw Well, part of it. I I think that was part of it. I think that goes a bunch of different ways. I can't <laughs> even go into it here because it would take us forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jack Dorsey resigned yesterday. You know, they say it's because you uh, the Maxine Jiz, Giselle or whatever, however you say your name, because uh, you don't want to get mixed up in that, but who knows? Um, so, yes, I think Arizona is definitely tired of, of the illegals and 
and I put it out there. You know, of course, get on, on my job when I get elected is I'm going to work with the new Secretary of State here in Arizona to get rid of the Dominion voting machines here in Mar Maricopa County and just go old school, man. This paper ballot, you, you circle in your own circles. You don't you don't stand there and try to push a button for the person you want to vote for. You know, show your show your ID, your driver's license, proof of residence, scribble in your circle and turn it in. You know, that's that's the way we should go. I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned Dominion voting machines, um, and we all know how corruptible they are, um, and corrupted they they certainly were. So yes, we we need to get rid of machines across the country. Pa paper ballots the way to go. In fact, our gubernatorial candidate here in Georgia, uh, Candace Taylor, uh, had the idea if they, they won't get rid of the voting machines, then everyone should get a mail-in ballot, fill it out, and turn it in at their voting their polling place on election day so that you're still doing a, a paper ballot as a way to get around the machines. So um, that's you know a possibility too. And unfortunately here in Georgia, we were one of the first states to uh, adopt the machines, um, which I think sucks. we were the first. We actually. were the first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were the first state to adopt the a machines, stain which on our really name. sucks. But so you're going to fight against that, and that's awesome. I'm I'm very happy to hear that, and especially with Maricopa County and the things that have taken place in Maricopa County, that is really important. Um, well, quick quick question for you, Rob, because you know we we've just all learned about the board of supervisors, you know, we've all gained such a, a lesson in everything, but civics, civics, especially, uh, I think more people have learned more about civics in the past year than they did their entire indoctrination in the school system. Um, but so we just really heard about, you know, board of supervisors and, and precinct committees and this, that, and the other. So what, it, what are the, the duties of, uh, someone on the board of supervisors? What's the responsibilities? So the Board of Supervisors is pretty much like a city council, but it's countywide. And we all have, there's five of us. Right now there's four Republicans, one Democrat, and we, we each have a district. Um, and the Board of Supervisors, they set the county tax rate. They do the county budget. And that's another thing, the Attorney General, who won't do anything about the election, he threatened to withhold hundreds of millions of dollars to the Maricopa County budget if the Board of Supervisors didn't, didn't um, agree with the subpoena and turn all the, you know, the data equipment into the state Senate so they could do their, their audit. But again, that's, that's just a big smokescreen from the Attorney General here. He doesn't really want to do anything with it. Um, so yeah, yeah we, have, we have a piece of law enforcement uh, cities and parks, infrastructure, you know, city roads, um, and the jobs. Pretty much, we're they're the last approving authority for jobs here in the county, and all those are are wrapped up with the county board of supervisors. So, when you said that he he with was trying to withhold funds, did I, again? I I've got to believe that somewhere in this country, we we still have half a freaking nut and half a brain. Uh, that somebody came out and said something to this guy, like threatened him, like, look, dude, uh, if you do this again, we're going to have to file some sort of criminal charges because I can't believe that that's even legal in Arizona. Don't get me wrong. I don't consider Arizona the wild west because uh, I know it's not. Um, but I know at one point it more or less was. I mean, I've been to Tombstone. I've been 
all over Bisbee. I've been all over down there in southern Arizona. But I've got to believe that somebody at some point told them, hey, that's probably not really too intelligent. Just throwing that out there. Yes. And again, you know, it goes with, you know, all politicians work together. And we have a Democratic Secretary of State who, you know, Democrat. So she's going to go along with, oh, you know, Joe Biden won, won Arizona. Joe Biden won, you know, the presidency. Um, you know, that's, I think our AG right now is just tired. You know, I know that's not an excuse for him, but, I, you know, obviously I think somebody's pulling his strings as well. Um, and the Maricopa County recorder, the, the last one is a, Dem, who is a Democrat. He's running for the Secretary of State position in next year, 2022. He's, he's one, again, one of those people that took all that Mark Zuckerberg money to do whatever what he did. And I asked him, you know, I sent him a, either a tweet on Twitter. I sent him emails asking him, hey, where did the $3 million go? How was it used? Where was it used, you know, to help turn our state uh, red to blue? And he has yet, after about two and a half months of 10, 12, 15 times a day of asking that question, he has yet to tell the people here in Maricopa County how that money was used. You know, did it go into everybody's bank accounts? Did they make posters of, you know, voting programs and, you know, all this? So nobody knows. So somebody's getting paid. Somebody's having their strings pulled. We just need to get to the bottom of it and vote all these people out. So I guess in overall, do you consider yourself an America First candidate? I do. Um, I've always been America First, you know, even before, you know, it became a thing. I'm, I actually don't even know when it. American first became a thing, um, but I'm, I'm America first. I'm, you know, constitutionist. I believe if, if America gets back to the U.S. Constitution, get back to the basics, redo everything, I think, you know, start clean. I think we're going to be on the right track, um, you know, close our borders. You know, about probably about two months ago, I, I read on Fox News where Joe Biden was going to allow 95,000 Taliban era civil servants into our country this fiscal year, which ends, you know, next September. Um, and that is, that just boggles my mind because what are, you know, if you take how they lived their life in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and you bring them over here, they're going to live the same life they, they had over there, over here. You know, their, their children is going to be on the playgrounds with our children. They're going to be in the same schools trying to enter and uh, dock our children about their way of life, which we don't need none. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of Muslim friends from my time over there. Got a lot of interpreters who are friends that went out with us on missions and stuff. Great people. But we just don't need the extremists, you know, Taliban civil servants. I mean, come on. I'm, and I'm sure... Just like every illegal coming across the border, I'm sure the um, they're going to be vetted, right? Like they're not criminals or they're not terrorists. So, well, and it just recently came out that uh, I think in the last couple of days that all of the quote unquote refugees that filled the planes that came over here from Afghanistan that were supposedly thoroughly vetted, yeah, none according of them to were. the State Department, not a single one of them was vetted. So, you know, we already have. Tens of thousands of them here. You're you're right. We 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 don't need more. We need to take care of our own people first. So, um, 
So with that, the uh, your uh, as being an America First candidate, obviously, uh, you know a lot of what goes into it because I mean I haven't heard anything weird yet, um, and I gotta tell you I'd be the first one to say, wait a minute, hold on a second. <laughs> um, you're about conserving America. You're about conserving money. You're about taking care of America, Arizona more specifically, Maricopa County more specifically. Um, and you're really about finding out the, uh, getting to the bottom of this election stuff. Uh, vaccines, where are you on vaccines? Where is Arizona on vaccines? I mean, I think the most important thing right now, especially now that Omicron Percy I-8 is now uh, out there and fluttering around in, uh, you know, in the, the winds, everybody's very worried about where mandates are going, where people are being mandated for, um, you know, vaccines and whatnot. Where exactly do most Arizonas, where does most of Arizonans, I guess I'd have to say, Arizonans stay, you know, where do they sit on that? I mean, are they about the mandate or are they anti-mandate? I believe they're anti-mandate. And I say that because I still believe Arizona as a whole is still Republican. Um, our governor, you know, Doug Ducey, you know, He's overstayed his welcome by about seven years. He's a two-term governor. Thank goodness he's not up. He, he can't run again. Um, he really hasn't set the mandate. You know, he, you know, a lot of like school districts here will set their own. Um, and I, you know, I am, you know, it's your body, man. You know, if you want to get it, get it. If you don't, you don't. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. Um, I was in California. We. We were over California from third, uh, Friday to Sunday with my wife's family. And me and my, one of my brother-in-laws, we didn't wear a mask anywhere. Um, we were in Big Bear. Um, a lot of people wear their mask over there. You know, some don't, you know. You know, my thing is, you know, and this might sound bad, is that, like, we're all going to die, right? Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, COVID-19 is going to help us get there quicker or if you get the vaccine, you know, it's going to prolong your life, whatever. But we're, to me, we're always going to have a new variant depending on what time it is, right? We're about eight, nine months away from most midterm or, you know, primaries. Then next, in about a year, a little less than a year is going to be midterms, right? Perfect timing for a new variant to come out just like it happened in uh, 2019, right? Wow, imagine that. So yeah, suddenly, suddenly of all, there we go. We got another variant out. I I, I don't know if it's going to play on this. I don't know if it is either. Um, That's too bad. I, I, I'm, it always drives me nuts when I see, you know, people talking about it. But the big thing I, I think is like, for instance, uh, I'm a firefighter here. Uh, that's what I chose to do in retirement because uh, I decided that it wasn't cool enough to get shot at. Now I want to get shot at and it's got to be on fire while I'm doing it, um, which <laughs> makes it even funnier. But with that, though, like a bunch of my people are very worried because all of a sudden Georgia is now pushing this. Well, well, you have to be vaccinated by January 4th. Um, and there's a lot of people that are saying, well, no, I'm not getting it. And there's a lot of experience in the fire department, just like the military, just like anywhere else um, that are saying, well, I ain't getting it. So I guess, you know, kiss my grits. You're going to watch me walk away because I'm not going to do this if you're going to force me to get something I don't want in my body. And I see it more and more that America is just not willing to a put something that we've already heard is killing so many people and B, I mean, 
how does Arizona feel about charging like some of these individuals, for instance, Dr. Fauci, that would be my El Numero Uno, George Soros, you know, hey, look, why are you pushing this? What is going on that's causing you to push this? I'm not really sure where Arizona stands on it. Like here in Georgia, I mean, it's easy for me here in Georgia. I can just go outside and ask my neighbor. My neighbor's going to tell me because he's a liberal anyway. So. No, he's not. His girlfriend is. That's oh, why that's we hear right. the fights over there all the time. That's right. So I can ask his girlfriend. His girlfriend will just, she'll just look at me. And she's like, man, you're just here to start more trouble. Yep, sure am. <laughs> because I just want to know what y'all think. But it's crazy to me because there are certain states that I thought would be way against you know anything about vaccines and they have been the first ones to turn around and concede or capitulate so much uh if you will to the vaccine so i i know that arizona is not one of those states and they've never been one of those states that's why it kind of drew me threw me for a loop when i heard the same thing you heard on november 3rd 2020 or november 4th 2020 when i woke up and i found out that Arizona went blue and I was like, there's absolutely no way in hell that that happened. But considering that and seeing now that all these other states, especially some like West Virginia, for instance, I always thought, and your hometown, where were you from West Virginia? Just area. Uh, between our two largest cities, Huntington and Charleston. Okay. So, and I've been in your neck of the woods too. I've actually walked through your neck of the woods and it didn't seem like for one instance, not for one second, that anybody in West Virginia would ever, ever think about that, uh, capitulating to a vaccine mandate. Yet I've watched the fear roll over them. And now I'm watching them saying, yeah, not only yes, but if you want to work in any mine in West Virginia, you have to get vaccinated. And I I'm beside myself on a lot of different in a lot of different ways because I never ever like for instance West Virginia I never thought they'd push mandates like they are um, in Arizona I mean I granted I'm not as up on Arizona as I am West Virginia because West Virginia is here on the East Coast it's easy for me to keep up with them but and yet you spent so much time in Arizona yeah is Arizona as bad I mean is it are they capitulating as bad as like what you see in West Virginia, especially you've got to have still family in West Virginia, I'm sure. How free is Arizona feeling right now? Yeah, you know, with everything going on, I think Arizona still feels uh, they're, they're still um, a majority free. Uh, like I said, the governor hasn't mandated mask or, or vaccines yet. Um, you know, and, and, you know, this time is up. So he's not going to be, his strings aren't going to be pulled before he leaves office. Um, and actually, the, the mayor of Phoenix has stated that she's consider, seriously considering a vaccine mandate for a Phoenix Police Department. And that is thousands of police officers who have already said that they're not going to take it. So. Um, and even going back to West Virginia, you know, the governor there in West Virginia, he's, he was a one-time Democrat. He's a Republican now. You know, he's close friends with President Trump. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't made it a mandate yet, but he's doing um, like cash giveaways for like so many people to get you know, vaccinated and stuff like this. So you know, I guess it is kind of, a, you know, if you do what I tell you, you know, you get this. So I guess it's kind of a, you know, a mandate and, you know, and, other terms well pay to play yes sir 
I, I just like in West Virginia, when I heard that, I heard that from some folks in West Virginia and I was just blown away because I was like, wait a minute, most of West Virginia is like, I don't really care what you think about me, nor do I give a fuck what the government says. So I'm just going to kind of do my thing. And I was really surprised, especially when I heard some of the mining companies, um, uh, the big ones, especially the coal mines. I was like, wait a minute, we've never, they've never done that before. Because are you, are you really surprised though? Because they're trying to do everything they can to shut down coal. So of course they would put a mandate in on the coal mines first off, because if they don't have the employees to work there, then they can't operate the mine and the left wins again. Um, interesting. You said that the governor there is a, a friend of Trump. We've been having an ongoing debate about this. And actually our friend Josh weighed in on uh, his red pill project yesterday or this morning, I listened to it today. Anyway, um, as far as President Trump and the vaccines, because of course, you know, he was initially the strongest proponent of the vaccines. He's, he's backed off a little bit, but he's still, you know, rah, rah, I, I gave this to you in eight months. Um, you know, do you think that he is being totally insulated and, and, uh, or as our friend Josh said that, uh, all he watches is mainstream media and he honestly doesn't know what's going on with the vaccines? Or do you think that his ego got the best of him and he just can't believe that he got played and so he's still pushing it? I believe President Trump is one of the smartest men on the planet. Um, and I'm, you know, that's now, now work for the campaign for close to a year. Um, I'm real close to a lot of people in the campaign. That's why I uh, wanted your opinion. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I definitely think he knows what's going on with the vaccines, but I also think he's, you know, in America, you know, he, he follows the constitution. Um, and I just think, honestly, I think president Trump says, if you want to get it, get it. And I think if, you know, if he comes back in 24 or he supports, you know, a, you know, a, a candidate in 24, I think that candidate is going to, is going to have to be somebody who is, uh, maybe not who, who will not put a mandate on the nation. Um, and who will not put, you know, you have to get vaccinated. And, you know, I think I, I think I read something today about the, the CEO of some one of the big pharmas saying he's, he thinks it's going to be a, an annual COVID shot. And I can tell you right now, you know, President Trump I, will never fall for that. Um, and I hope he, he endorses politicians nationwide who, who won't fall for that either. I saw he uh, he endorsed Wendy Rogers today, um, Senator in in Arizona. Did, did, you, did you? No, I, I didn't. I would have uh, advised him differently on that one. But uh, it, it's not because of Wendy Rogers' politics. It's about who Wendy Rogers has endorsed in the past. Well, she pulled her endorsement. Uh, I, of I, 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 I know that. I you know that. But that was after I had approached her and asked her yeah. why. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, they, yeah. Anyway, um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the chances are that President Trump is going to run again in 2024? You think he's still fighting for 2020? Uh, you know, there, he put a uh, either a letter or him and Melania either put a letter out or, or a short video out to, to the troops overseas for Thanksgiving. And he said, uh, we're going to take back America in 2024. And so to me, that sounds a lot like, you know, he's coming back to run in 24. Um, you know, we all seen what he did in four short years, you know, greater, you know, the greatest numbers of employment, you know, fuel prices are more than a dollar average less than they are now. 
um, America was was independent for you know energy, um, and that that happened in four short years. You know, give them give them four more years. You know, after we have to you know wait through another three years to go. Um, you know, if America can wait that long, you know, if, if I'm a firm believer that if the Republicans don't start taking back control in 22, you know, who knows what what's going to come, you know, before we're 24. So I agree. I don't know that we're going to make it another three years, especially the way things are going. The dollar is going to be worthless. The economy is going to completely crash. We're going to be out of oil. We're all going to literally be sitting in the dark, twiddling our thumbs. Um, playing board games if anyone has any left because uh, and and scrounging for the last you know can of peaches, um, but uh, at least here in Georgia we eat a lot of peaches. So peaches, yeah, yeah. <laughs> morsels. Yes. Um, in with that, you said that I, I I did like how you you phrased that because he did put out a letter to the troops and he did say we will take back America in, in twenty twenty four. Didn't he actually go to? Afghanistan for no, Thanksgiving? No, no, that, that's the difference between the first year as his presidency and Biden's first year. I, no, that was no, the I differences thought, in I headlines. Thought, no, I thought Trump went to no, Afghanistan for Thanksgiving I thought he did year. too, but he didn't. I saw reports of that. No, we saw, what you saw was on Facebook and it was, or on, on Twitter. Facebook, I'm on Facebook. And one side of the Twitter one was what President Trump did his first year in office, what President Biden no, did I his first year in office. No, I heard a report that Trump actually went to Afghanistan for heard Thanksgiving that. this year. Either way. With that, though, you had you, you you brought up a very good point, and I, I thought that was interesting that you said that because you said that he sent a letter to the troops, which I, I find it odd because I didn't hear Biden sending a letter to the troops, nor did I hear Biden giving a statement to the troops, and I'm so used to hearing, well, the president, I, even in Barack Obama's time, he, and I, I hated it, I had to listen to it, but... So did anybody else wearing a uniform at the time. We had to listen to how Barack Obama said, well, happy Thanksgiving, and I know it sucks for you over there, and it's going to suck for the next however long you're there for. But just remember, when you come home, I'm just going to tax the shit out of you. Um, I found it odd that Trump put out a letter to the troops, and Biden didn't, and it was almost like a dare. Really? You found that odd? It was almost a dare to the point that Trump was like, well, let's see who's really in charge because it was almost like, look, I'm going to put this out to the troops. And he did. And the letter went out. It went out um, a day before anything Biden did was released. And the letter that he put out, he said, hey, we're, we're going to take America back in 2024, which I thought was really weird because he closed it on that. He didn't like preface the letter and say, hey, we're here and we're going to take back America. No, he put it at the end, which is kind of neat and a, and weird all at the same time. It makes me think that, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> considering running again, which I'm very happy about. My only problem with him running again in 2024 is he's got to clean up everything that Biden has absolute effed up. And we're not going to see any real change until he can't run again after that. So there's going to have to be another president that comes in right behind him and continues everything that he does and doesn't take back anything he does. So that would be the first thing that would, Ivanka. Uh, I won't say that. Uh, I actually, I think DeSantis would run at that point, but I'm just going off of the Simpsons. The prediction, so. looking, looking at that theory, using that as a theory, especially in Arizona, because um, Arizona, obviously just like Georgia, we're, suffering the same thing we're considered now a purple state we're not a red or blue state anymore we're just a purple state and uh 
a lot of the Democrats and a lot of, if you go online and the pollsters, it was really interesting because I saw that Fox News, this time in Virginia, they didn't use their predictive uh, polling analysis machine that said that Arizona is going to go blue. And I was like, wow, that's really odd that you didn't use that in Virginia. Um, but overall, the one thing that I've been saying from the get-go from this is we cannot forget 2020, but we cannot lose focus on 2022. Um, and that is because we need to push, you know, America first candidates into office in 2022. So that way we can get control at least of the house and the Senate, and we can stop anything that Biden tries to do in the future. How many candidates do you currently have running in Arizona and have you endorsed any? Uh, well, as far as endorsements, you know, I haven't, I have given, um, two, two candidates, my endorsement. Well, I came out and say, Hey, I'm voting for this person. Uh, one is Jim Lehman. He's a, he's an energy guy. He's running for the U S Senate against Mark Kelly, uh, who we desperately need to get rid of. Absolutely. Uh, I don't care about his NASA time because I believe space is fake and gay anyway, but he definitely has got to go because he's a huge liberal. And uh, I know most of Arizona doesn't agree with him either. And he even changed his Twitter handle to, you know, Captain Mark Kelly and not Senator Mark Kelly. So that tells you everything you know, need to know about that human being. He is not a leader. He's a man who runs on position. He does not want anything for you. He's all about himself. Just like Dr. Jill Biden. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Um, and I've also, you know, went out and publicly endorsed um, a, a lady for the Arizona Superintendent of Public Ed, uh, inst uh, Instruction. Uh, Miss Sharice Peer, a uh, wonderful lady. She's actually Israeli. She's a, a, a airplane pilot who I guarantee you that, you know, we have a lot of you know, CRT going on. We've had, you know, the president of a Scottsdale school district, you know, have dossiers on parents who criticize him on the, you know, the CRT and the uh, new sex ed curriculum that's going through our schools. He's actually keeps a report on parents. And, you know, from your military days, if you have a dossier on somebody, that means you pretty much are spying on that person, you know. Um, and, you know, a private citizen, you know, doesn't have the right to spy on other private citizens. So um, I guarantee that she's, she's a person that's going to get rid of everything get rid of any thought whatsoever, having CRTs in our schools, having, you know, basically porn magazines as, as um, sex education to our high, you know, to our high schools and middle school students. She's the person to squash that. So I, I personally endorse those two. And I personally endorse Carrie Lake for, for governor of Arizona. It, you're, you just brought up CRT. That's a great point too. CRT is, you guys have a big issue in Arizona with CRT. I mean, I, I heard obviously the push in Virginia as most Americans have, but is that a, a really big thing in Arizona right now? Are they really trying to push CRT across Arizona? Well, the governor banned CRT in our public schools, but you know how that goes. You know, if, you know nobody really go, knows what happens in the classroom. Yeah, Me, they just change the name of the curriculum and say, oh, it's not CRT. It's now called this. Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's, to be honest, it's, it's been going on for years. It just didn't happen when all the schools are shut down because of COVID and everybody's doing online learning. 
has been happening for years in, in different ways. Um, I'm actually a security officer at a local high school here. And I walk through the halls all day long. I look in the windows in the classrooms and I see, you know, student, half the students sleeping, the other half on their cell phones. You know, teachers nowadays, especially down here, they're so underpaid. Arizona is one of the worst school states in America, like last two or three to the bottom. It's because teachers don't care no more. You know, parents expect society to raise their kids and teachers expect, you know, the, you know, the principals and the security guards to educate their kids in schools. And, and it's a sad time in, in our nation's history, but, um, you know, Sherry Sapir said, you know, the, the candidate or superintendent, she said that one of the school districts down here has a surplus of 70, 70 million dollars. Yet, they're some of the worst paid school teachers in America. Every day, there's two or three school bus cancellations at my high school alone because they can't find and keep school bus drivers because they, they're so underpaid. I think a lot of attention needs to be put on local school districts in every state, especially Democrat states, because they're going to be pushing that CRT. They're going to be pushing, you know, other ways that end up our children for generations to come. Absolutely. And and we've become big homeschool proponents because we pulled our kid out of school over a mask, um, made him sick. They forced him to wear it. We said, no, we put him in homeschool. So um, homeschooling is great. And everybody that homeschooled their kids then, um, I mean, he was in private school, but so then they're obviously not getting our tuition, but it's kind of the same thing because every child that is homeschooled rather than going to a public school, the public school then loses the funds, but $70 million, that is, that is insane. That's that's just one school district. That's, that's crazy that the amount, I mean, what they could do with that money and if the teachers I, I, know that that money is there and that they're they're not giving it to them, of course they don't care. That would, I mean, that would piss me off more than anything. And I got to tell you, I grew up in Connecticut. Well, yeah. I was in high school in Connecticut, and uh, that's the highest paid teachers in America. And, and I can the top one hundred public high schools in the country all come from Connecticut. Yeah, so. it's it's pretty crazy how well the schools are up there. And to hear that you had seventy million dollars and. Teachers are underpaid. I'm kind of sitting there going, wait a minute. Um, I think our schools here in Georgia even operate on a lower budget. We're also 49th in the state or in the states uh, as public education goes. Um, We're right there with Arizona. We're almost at the bottom. And uh, our public education sucks here in Georgia, but yet we have some of the best private schools in the area. And I got to tell you, we've, you know, we've gotten lucky uh, because our kid goes to one of the top rated public or private schools high school wise our teenager does yeah and uh but i 70 million and they still can't figure out how to take care of their teachers i i'm blown away by that one that one really that's a that's a big that's a big issue i don't i mean it's just basic common sense if you pay a higher wage you get a better quality teacher someone who actually cares about their kids maybe has a you know a, a degree from well i don't know that there are really any decent colleges no because they're all indoctrination camps yeah that's that's true too one of the big things you you, another thing you just said you're a you're a school guard in a a public school in arizona i 
Uh, you know, I had an idea about the best way to solve that problem because it actually I mean, kills. We, we just had another school shooting today. It kills in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. yeah. It kills two birds with one stone. Um, there's a lot of vets out there that are homeless right now, and I've constantly said that, hey, you know, if you you give those guys a job, it's like making them a private again. They're gonna figure it out, and uh, they're gonna snap to and go to work. Um, we arm a couple of them. I, I tell you what, you you got a you got a new situation now because now you got some guys that are actually now have a purpose again and you know once you you know as well as i do you get out of the military you kind of lose that purpose you got a purpose every day you wake up you go take care of soldiers or you get up go take care of sailors you do something you'd be involved and uh when you get out that involvement kind of falls to the wayside where i and i know arizona's got probably uh if not as many as california they're a close second to california with homeless veterans what, what, if any, is there any plan for the homeless veteran population in Arizona? You know, I have yet to hear any any good uh, plans or proposals for homeless vets here. Uh, prior to taking this job, one back my first job that I took um, when I got down here to Arizona was I was a armed security guard at basically a, a tent city for homeless people, just literally three blocks down from the state capitol. And you're right, there are so many great American veterans, you know, first Iraq War veterans, you know, Vietnam vets. My uncle was a Vietnam vet. Um, that we have to do something. Um, you know, first and foremost, before we, we take in any illegal immigrant, put them in a hotel because, you know, they can't stay nowhere else because it's cold or you know, COVID's out there, you know, while we have veterans and children sleeping in cardboard boxes out there. Um, one, one of the things back in, back in the 90s, I believe, I, I talked to this guy who ran that service. There was a thing called, well, actually, I forget the name of it, but the county itself had a tent city that they had a library where they, they, they paid for a library, they paid for a post office, they paid for, you know, restaurants. And these veterans had jobs at those at those places. So I think, you know, one good thing, and I, and I was thinking about, you know, maybe taking over one of these abandoned malls down here, opening it up, you know, maybe having, you know, the food court that we see at the, at the malls nowadays, you know, have, have a place where veterans can go. Maybe, you know, the certain restaurant goes in there, you know, give, give them a job in there, um, just so they can feel like you said, so they can feel that they have a purpose left um, to give back to, to the community because they don't, you know, you and I, we weren't drafted into the military. We, we chose to do that on our own because of love of country. And to, to turn their, the government to turn their backs on those, on, on those you know, it's sickening. Um, and it just shows you how great, ungrateful, you know, certain people are towards others. Yeah, and, and if I've learned anything about veterans in my time being married to one is that y'all don't want charity. You, you want you want to work. You want a job. You want a purpose. You want to feel like you're making a difference. Um, and, you know, a, a handout isn't – it doesn't do it. So I, I think putting our vets back to work in something that they can really get behind um, 
would would really make a difference. So anyway, um, so uh, Rob, where can people find you? Um, I mean, we found each other on Twitter. So, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey did do a little bit of good, although he's gone now. I was about to say, Jack's gone now because, you know, he's he's avoiding persecution from Ghislaine Maxwell. But, you know, I think he's going the way of Cuomo. I think what's coming in behind him is going to be even worse. So yeah. vacuums are always bad. Yeah. So, uh, but where can people find you? Where can they, uh, you know, find your platform, your campaign, donate, uh, whatever it may be, follow you for the next couple of years while you uh, try and get your word out? Yes, ma'am. Well, right now I'm, I'm self-funding. Um, so I don't have a website. You know, those are, those can get pretty expensive. I don't have Facebook because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg or, or your meta, whatever it's called nowadays. Um, so I'm on, I'm only on Twitter. I have a campaign page on Twitter. It's called REC number four MCBOS on Twitter. And I also have a campaign email. It's REC four MCBOS at gmail.com. And, and I will keep you posted when I do get a website. Um, and I, I, you know, I plan to do short YouTube videos on where I stand on certain topics. I'll, I'll put those on my Twitter page so people, you know, can see where I stand. Um, and I'll let you know about those as well. Excellent. Uh, Cloud Hub gets a lot of traction for short videos as well. You should check that out. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, our uh, our friend uh, Pete from the Liberty Lighthouse, his, his minute rundown in the morning, I mean, yeah. he'll get 10,000 views on it. So um, that's a that's that's a really good one too. Telegram and, as well. Yeah, Telegram's great as well. And if you're looking to build a website, there's a good um, Patriot website company called Epic, uh, E P I K. Um, we're in the process of building our website as well because we're old, and uh, our teenager is holding out on a significant bribe in order for us to to get him to do it. So well, I'm paying for him to go to college. So I no, figure no, I'll you're get not. It we're paying that. for him to go to high school, oh, that's right. but he wants a trip to Japan. So um, <laughs> yeah, hard, oh. hardcore negotiations go on around here. So um, sometimes grunt style. Right? <laughs> I'm about to break out the. The fighting sticks and say, yeah, all right, let's he, go. Son. He shoots almost as well as you do. Yeah, though. but I'm not talking <laughs> about <a> shooting. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so check out Epic as your um, your website hosting platform because that's a good Patriot company and you won't have to worry about getting shut down because, of course, mm-hmm. you know, in this new age of constant censorship, that's something that we always have to look out for. So, um, And folks, this this just goes to show you I'm not about just doing national and big, big name politics. This is local. So if you're in Arizona and you live in Maricopa County, this is a perfect example. This is somebody you can get behind. I mean, I haven't heard anything weird tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm going to push your name up the MAGA chain and I'm going to see if uh, we can't get you certified, MAGA certified, because uh, I, I think you need more than one one appearance. But I, I'm pretty sure after the second appearance, you. Yeah, we and we can we'll we'll get you out as well. So, um, on on a, a couple other shows. So we've we've made a lot of friends recently. It's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So any last words for our listeners before we let you go? What what would you what would you like to tell everybody about Your yourself campaign. or what's going on in the world or or whatever yes, it ma'am. is? Uh, President Ronald Reagan said that freedom is never. Uh, it's never more than one generation away from extinction. And if Republicans, conservatives don't start taking back control in 22, uh, we may not have any future for future generations to pass on. I got a two-year-old son. 
and my wife's five and a half months pregnant with our with our baby girl, and I am absolutely scared to death of what their futures will look like if we do not start taking back control in 22. So elections are probably, this is the most important election of our lifetimes coming up. Um, so, you know, please, if, if you're, if you can do it legally, please vote in your, in your primaries and your midterms next year in 2022. And I'm, I'm just going to echo that vote, 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 vote. Vote, vote, vote. Don't listen to anybody. This crap about not voting. It doesn't do any good for anybody. Just vote. Just go out and vote. It's your obligation. It's your obligation to this country. It's the only thing this country actually asks of you. Uh, we got rid of the draft, so it's not like we can draft you anymore. Um, there's none of that. Just vote. Just but, go out and vote. Do your own research. Go and vote. Make Rob, sure you're educated. Something you said there, though, is, is uh, I think, really important and something the listeners need to take away is to vote in the primaries because I think a big part of the problem is by the time you get to the big election, you're choosing between the lesser of two evils, right? If you get involved at, at the beginning of it, if you vote for the primary candidate, someone that you've you know done your research on and getting behind, then you know maybe when you get to the ballot box on, on the big day when it comes down to you know, the, the final candidate, there's someone that we actually want there. But if you don't start voting in the primary, then that's never going to happen. So it's, it's almost more important to vote in the primary than it is to vote in the main election. Yes, ma'am. All right. And I, I think that the, I think there's even a bigger message there because if you vote in the primary, you're more than likely going to vote in the big election, especially well, if you support the candidate. And we've seen it. We've already seen it on our end when we were out for Candace Taylor. It was just one morning we were out there and had a lady come up and she's like, who are you all here for? And we explained who she was. And it was like, just give her five minutes of your time. Just listen to what she has to say and go from there. And it was right after that, she gave us a big hug and kiss and said, thank you so much. I will never forget this. And that is definitely who I'm voting for to be the governor, next governor of Georgia. So folks, start local. This is a perfect local example. This is something, this is somebody, I, I'd get behind him. I don't see why anybody else wouldn't. So uh, if you're out in Arizona and you listen to us, please, Maricopa County, Rob's your guy, go, go vote for him. Go, if you don't want to vote for him, go. just give him five minutes of your time. Just listen to what he has to say. And if you disagree after that, then fine. Hey, I know we're all not going to have the same opinion. However, give him the time to talk to you. If you hear him, you're probably going to come away with a different attitude than when you, what you went there with. Just saying. Yeah, we're, we're not all about the polished and paid politicians because that's all they are. They're, they're polished and paid. You know, we're, we're about real people. And, you know, we, we've been... Uh, Another thing we've said a lot, because most of the candidates that we've talked to have been, you know, grassroots candidates. Um, Sounds like you Do are, Dr. too. Dr. Candace Taylor, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Dr. Cordy Williams. They're all doctors. Anyway, good to have He's a... He's not. I know. Good, good to have not. a... Good to I don't have, have to say Dr. Rob. doctor on there. So, um, but, you know, we... We like that they're going back to the old school stumping. You know, when, when you go and, and stand on a stump in the middle of the town square and, and just... Talk to people. They're actually you know, tell getting your platform. They're getting a lot of votes doing That's it. That's how you get through to normal everyday people because these these polished paid politicians that they're kissing babies and you're running and giving your baby a bath immediately right afterwards. Um, you know they're 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 no good. We got to get rid of them. We need real people. We need people like you. You know, people that are just fed up with it and are and are going to stand up and and help us take our country back. So. Um, 
we appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on, and, and we look forward to having you uh, having you back. you got a, a couple years here to go to really pick up steam in your campaign, but I think Maricopa County is big enough that you're going to need all the time you can get in there to reach as many people as possible. So, Yes, ma'am. Well, I, I, I deeply appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it's, it's fun. You know, last week I did a show in Alaska. Nice. Dang, you're really getting out there. That's great. I, I love getting out there. I love, you know, the the common person like you guys. Like, it's not like I'm going on Fox News and, you know, giving these these type of interviews. And it's, it's awesome to see, you know, the small guys like you who care about the country or you guys wouldn't be, you know, bringing, you know, us candidates on, on your show and, you know, trying to help us get our word out. So we all, we all appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, definitely tell everybody you endorsed and tell them that they can, all they got to do is reach out. We will give them the time, especially, even if they're in a, opposing viewpoint but i know they don't like to come on here because i will destroy their opposing (laughs) viewpoint but um but if they're like-minded individual absolutely tell them hey we are all about promoting i will bring anybody on the show and like we don't do this for money we put this out there and whoever listens listens we we give as much however if you want to go to mypillow.com you can use the promo code defiant to save up to 66 i was going to save them from all the ads but either way i couldn't help slipping one in it is my pillow they have the most amazing slippers and the mattress toppers are currently 50 percent off anyway we actually got my pillows on on our bed right now there you go see they're the best well, definitely next time you go to MyPillow, use the promo code DEFIANT. There and you go. That's going to save you up to 66% on your next order. So thank you again, sir. And uh, we will definitely have you back on, get an update from you, uh, see how things are going. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind. And uh, we will definitely stay in touch because we've got your email now. So we'll definitely stay in touch with you. And uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Not going to take it. All right. Well, thank you folks for being here tonight. And uh, thank you again, sir. And we will talk to you in the future. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye now. And uh, folks, so that was it. And uh, that is uh, Mr. Rob there. And I'm telling you folks, just give him a chance. Go listen. See how it turns out. See how you feel at the end of it. Um, but anyway, as she started in with the MyPillow stuff very early, <laughs> I couldn't help it. again, go to MyPillow, use, use promo code Defiant, save up 60, 66% on your order. And uh, his Black Friday or his uh, Cyber Monday deal ended last night. But the so mattress hoppers are still 50% off today. They are still 50% off yep. right now. So if you go on to MyPillow.com and use promo code Defiant, you can save up 66% in your order and 50% off your mattress topper. So folks, get on there, order some stuff. Uh, also, Culture of Life 1972. We promote a culture of life, not a culture of death. If you want to feel good about the clothes you're wearing or you want your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend, your significant other to feel good about the clothes that they are wearing. Go to Cultural Life 1972. You're promoting not only a company formed by Patriots for Patriots, but you're also supporting the culture of life. You are not supporting death. There's no abortion going on there. They do not support abortion. Abortion gone. And the Dobbs case is really picking up steam. They're going to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow on December 1st um, going up to the Supreme Court because 
the Dobbs case, and now the mainstream media is promoting it as a challenge to Roe v. Wade. We just had that conversation, hmm. huh? What do you know? So I told, I'm not, hey. I told a friend of ours, I said, it's not a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade. It's more like a stepping stone to a challenge to Roe v. Wade. Um, well, I wouldn't even go that far. It is a roundabout challenge to Roe roundabout, v. Wade. not direct. Because it questions... The premise well, of Roe v. Wade. Way, but it's anyway. immaterial, folks. But, so just go to Culture of Life Even though Culture of Life's... Um, holiday thanksgiving sale is over you can still save 10 percent off your entire order with the promo code patriot party at col1972.com so that's correct go check that out she's got really cute clothes and of course we can't forget dr sherwood or dr stella both doctors uh, have been helping us out both saved Velin's mom's life you yep. know with covid well not her life but made it better for us say let's put it this way they saved my life so i didn't have to hear <laughs> about it for every day on every day till the end of life either way folks again uh dr Stella, dr sherwood go get your ivermectin go get your hydroxychloroquine better to have and not need than need and not have folks go get it put it in the old shit box even if you're not sick go get it if you are sick It'll be there within 24 to 48 hours of your order. They get it. They overnight it to you. They understand how important it is to get. Um, just heard just the other just today heard that Dan Bongino had COVID. Guess and he's double vaxxed. Of course he is because um, that's the, he that's was double vaxxed with uh, the Pfizer shot. And guess what he did? He took ivermectin. He took, uh, well, he took the anaclonal, uh, whatever. Monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies. Uh, he took that and a mix of zinc and a bunch of vitamins and ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine together. And in three days' time, he said, I felt great. That's why I didn't miss a day on the radio. That's why I didn't miss a day on the podcast. I was so much better. Folks, go get it. Even Dan Bongino's not saying he's promoting it. Dan Bongino's promoting it. Without saying that Dan Bongino's promoting it, Dan Bongino's promoting it. Because it actually works. I mean, in fact, I need to take more hydroxychloroquine because I'm starting to get a little sniffle back. And it actually really works. It's probably just allergies because it's finally getting cold around here. Um, You know, change of season brings a little phlegm, but... It's, but folks, it's amazing. So you can go to Dr. Stella, drstellamd.com, use the promo code DEFIANT, save 5% on your Teladoc, as well as your scripts, and anything else on there. Her book, um, her all-in-one vitamin is phenomenal. Um, she's got all kinds of vitamins and, and supplements on there, and I mean, every, everything you, you need to stay healthy. And Dr. Sherwood as well, which is uh, Sherwood TV slash Patriot Party. And you, you save get his free ebook. Free ebook. You will get. You'll save up to ten percent off of your teledoc visit. You'll also save ten percent off of anything else you order. So if you order vitamins or you order hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, you're going to save ten percent on that as well, folks. We would not promote it if we didn't believe in it. We believe in it. We know it works. We've watched it work. It worked right in front of us. If you can. Everybody else, this is the way I sold it to a friend of mine. He was going up for his cousin, my best friend. He was going up for his cousin. Unfortunately, his cousin was already too far along. Uh, She's already been put on a ventilator. However, her husband wasn't. Her husband was sent home from the hospital and just told to treat the symptoms. He went over there with a handful of hydroxychloroquine that I had given him. And I said, have him take, you know, start out with two, one every other day after that. And uh, he's already feeling better. So, folks, I would not give you this stuff if it didn't work. Use it. Take it. Go get it. 
it works. It's not a joke. If you have somebody in your life that doesn't believe that it works, let them take it when they're sick. Because I tell you what, you're going to change their whole mindset about what hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are. They're not going to think it's horse paste anymore, especially when it says for human consumption on and the side of the box. they are really safe and effective drugs that have been around for decades. Years, years. Literally de- decades. Yeah. Hi, uh, ivermectin's been around years. for 40 years and hydroxychloroquine's been around for like 60 or 75 years or something like that. And I, I mean, one of them's got a peel surprise or a, um, Ivermectin. Yeah. Yeah. Has a Nobel prize. Nobel prize. Yes. I think I, it was I mean, I don't know how much crazier it can get folks, but it's so simple. It's out there. Go get it. It's for you. It's for everyone. It's not for any one class of people. Just go get you some, have some on hand. It will save your life. Trust me, it will save somebody else's life, if not yours. Hey, you might have a good friend that gets sick. Somebody you consider family. Give it to them. Say, here, take this. Shut up and take this. They'll deal with it. Trust me. Yep. They'll be okay with you. Tell them to shut up and take it. All right? Because at that point, they'll be willing to take anything because they feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, folks, uh, we will be back. uh, Tomorrow night for a news podcast. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we're going to have to figure that one out. Uh, But we will be back for a news podcast. Um, We also have coming up... I'm trying to get Dr. Taylor back on. I, I'm trying to see if she can do a podcast either Thursday night or Friday night. Friday night, we have Suburban Mama co-hosting with us for a news podcast. Okay, well, then we'll probably have to push that one to Thursday night. I'm going to try and get, or I'm sorry, not Thursday night, but Saturday night. I'm going to try and get um, Dr. Taylor back on just to give us an update, see how things are going with the campaign. So if you're in Georgia, this one's definitely going to apply to you, of course, uh, because we haven't heard from her in a bit. So I'm going to try and get Dr. Taylor back on. Um, we also have Cordy, Dr. Cordy Williams coming up. Um, when is he up? Uh, he's, well, hold on. So this week on Sunday, we're doing our, our oh, COVAC quarterly COVAX special yep. with Deplorable Janet and Medic Matt. Uh, Monday, early, early morning. Well, we got a bunch of interviews lined up this week. So coming up this week, we have Dr. Mark Sherwood coming back. Um, uh, Lee Dundas, who is the basically the premier human rights attorney in the country, um, one of the very top. Um, we are going to be on the Forbidden Knowledge News show Um on Monday, and uh, we have, of course, our news podcast coming up. We're having uh, Rained Out Rancast is going to come on the show here soon, um, just for a fun conversation. Okay, because the two of you just love to rant at each other. Yeah. Um, we have Legit Bat coming on the show. On the show. Um, then Dr. Cordy Williams. So, so you know how how I believe it was. We had a week off. Now, just I- the other day, you had a week off, or you had a couple days off. No, now, I don't. Now, yeah, this no. Nope, it, it all got that, screwed up. That, that, I just keep, I just keep booking stuff. I can't help it. I got it. I you know. should be a promoter, not so much a booker. I like making friends. But either way, folks, again, uh, for the Mick and Vlin, have a good night, and uh, hope you enjoyed tonight. Especially if you're in Maricopa County or you live out in Arizona, give Mr. Rob a listen. He's out there. He's trying again. Start local. This is what we're talking about. Regular start person, local. I want up with the system. Standing up to take our country back. That's we need more of that. He he had a lot of good things to say, and folks, I didn't have any issue with anything he said there. Uh, called nothing into question, uh, minus his naval service. But I mean, 
<laughs> hey, Army guy, we Army Navy in, thing. In the beginning, that um, you were Army, and we were going to try and keep the Navy jokes to a minimum. So you, you did, I did pretty good. You I did thought. very well. I didn't say anything about there's no wrong hole in this. And, no, and and he came back with uh, well, as long as you weren't a Marine. Yeah, well, see? so that's pretty. I mean, yeah, like you, yeah, that was that was, that was all right. I, yeah. I thought it was all right. I, I, and he that's even, the second Navy guy we've met with a modicum of a sense of humor. And I like it. he even liked the whole sleep, eat, and lift, and sun thing. See? So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on there for him. So, folks, I, I really do <laughs> endorse I, Well, I, I can't say endorse him yet. Yeah, i got to go we'll look up there. his platform. Yep. Again, we do our own research. So, I just ask you to do the same. Do your own research. Don't make a decision tonight, but do your own research. Go look him up. See what you think. If you like what he's got to say, by God, vote for him. But either way. We're out because we already said we were out, so we're going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so you all have a great night. Thanks for listening.